podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for GigPod is brought to you by Swiss Movement. Quality watches at affordable prices. Check out their website at www.swissmovement.co and get 10% off all watches with the code GigPod88. Hello and thanks for downloading episode 59 of the Glasgow is Green podcast, aka GigPod, where myself, Stevie, will be joined by Rizzo to talk about Celtic's excellent display this afternoon as we beat Dundee 6-0. Now Spunkphone is indeed back from Twitter jail, so he's too busy annoying people on the internet to bother coming on to celebrate three points and a fine win with John and myself. But nevertheless, let's hope he enjoys himself as much as we enjoyed watching Celtic earlier today, didn't we John? We did. It's probably our best performance, I'd say, since Gigpod made its emotional return. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Hamish asked me this on 67 Hail Hail earlier on YouTube. He asked, that must be the best performance we've seen since God knows when, and I actually couldn't think he won last season. I guess at a push, John, we could maybe say the Hibs 3-0 game, but if you're really stretching back, that must have been after the defeat to Rangers in the nineteen twenty season in January onwards when we just blitzed the league and just battled some teams playing some wonderful football. It was on that's the last time you have to go back to a right good performance like that, isn't it? Uh, it's the best we've played probably since the whole lockdown started because as you say, we were in brilliant form up until like the season stopped. I think like we won some like ten games. We only drew one and that was away at Livingston. But no, I mean it was a real breath of fresh air. Uh, a complete change for last season's rubbish. So, it's the early days. I mean, we don't like card do we get, but well done to Ange and the team for the day. Definitely, John. And also as well, yeah, I do have to say, we know it was Dundee and we were always expected to win that. Even Celtic, if they lost against Jablonic during the week, but they would get into that game against Dundee's favourites today, no matter what, people would have been expecting three points as a minimum. And the three points were good, John, but I think it was the manner and how controlled we were. I said um, during the week again on 67 Hail Hail, as good as beating Jablonic 4-2 was away and Ange getting off to a winning start. Today was also about winning, but it was the manner in which we won. And what we saw today was a really good controlled Celtic performance. We dictated the tempo of the game after a nervous, for an unimpressive first 10 minutes, shall we say, where the game was just settling down. Dundee were pressing um, in numbers, but the reality is I don't think they had the fitness to keep that up for 90 minutes but as soon as Celtic you know imposed themselves in the game we never looked back. John you got your wish before the game if we can talk about the lineup. now you said you wanted Neil Beaton out you wanted Stephen Welsh in and you got your wish. Yep it was a sensible thing to do I mean I'm still scratching what little hair I've got left trying to uh, work out why Beaton was batting the team for the, the Jablonic game but no I mean until Julian's back uh, I would stick with Welsh and Starfield. I mean, it's still early days for Starfield. I, I mean, it's good that he got his first clean sheet today, but I mean, I mean, I think he's still getting up to speed. But Welsh had been in the team last season. I mean, he wasn't brilliant last season, but he wasn't the one to sell his worst performers. And I couldn't really see a reason why he'd been dropped. And I'm glad he's back. And I thought he played reasonably well today. He didn't have a lot to do, but he didn't do anything wrong. And I 
keep with him. I'd keep him in the team for Thursday anyway. We'll be looking to bring in a new player though to partner Starfelt, I'd imagine, especially if we get past Jablonic. Well, apparently, Ange said after the game that there's going to be, he thinks there's going to be two more players coming in this week. So we'll just need to wait and see. But I imagine it'll be a couple of defenders. And I'm not sure what will happen with the striker situation until we find out what's happening with Eddie. But we'll maybe talk about that later. But no, I mean, I, that's who the, the centre-back pen I'd go for. And... I mean, I think that's what Ange will do. I'd be surprised. I don't know, maybe he might make changes for Hearts in the League Cup, although that is a game we do want to win. We'll keep the the wins going because there's a lot of games coming. But no, I mean, it's the right decision and it uh, worked today. It did indeed. Were you surprised to see no James Forrest in the starting lineup after his impressive showing in midweek, getting a goal, putting that excellent ball in for Ryan Christie? But he wasn't in the starting lineup today. The manager preferred a front three of Christie, Kyogo, and Abada. I have to say, before the game, I was a wee bit surprised. I thought he'd keep that momentum going with James Forrest and how much, how much that would have improved his confidence with the goal during the week. And I thought he would have maybe he would have been good for a goal against Dundee today if he started. But in the end, it did work out again because Ryan Christie was marvellous. We'll move on to him later. Kyogo was fantastic. And Abada laid one on a plate for him as well. And really, that front three were excellent. And considering, John, James Forrest is an experienced player in that Celtic team, he's a proven winner. If you're leaving him out of the team, then that's a sign that we're doing something right as a squad. Um, and if you're in the opposition team and you're seeing James Forrest is coming off the bench, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, that's you're not going to get a break for that, are you? No, but I mean, I, I, I don't know if he's really merited a start, to tell you the truth. I mean, I know he, he did well the other day. Like he scored and he set that goal up for Christy, but I don't know. I think he's still not 100% fit yet. I think he's maybe still getting back after last season. Like You know, he missed loads yet. And again, Ange made a big decision, and it was right because the front three were absolutely brilliant. I mean, if Tom Rogic came in, and you know I'm a big fan of his, and he's really not been at it for the last couple of years, but even he did well today. Maybe that's some Ange's Australian magic one on him. He'll buy him a forex if he plays well or something. But uh, no, it was again a gamble, but it worked. So hats off to Ange. I mean. He's making brave decisions, and I know you were saying earlier about passing the ball at the start wasn't great, and that sort of always concerns me when Celtic do that. Pass the ball at the back, I'm just waiting for somebody to give the ball away to a striker who's got a one-on-one, and Joe Hart only to try and save our bacon, but it was maybe a bit of a surprise, but then you can't complain, and I think as you say, Roger, no, Forrest will have a a battle to get back in the first team because I thought a bad was really, really good today. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll talk about the first half, John. Um, Celtic went 2-0 up and it was two goals from the wonderful Kyogo. Assists from Abada and Christie were brilliant as well. What were your general thoughts on the goals in just Celtic's first half display? Well, I, I, it's unbelievably, I had been out and I got in just in time to see uh, the first goal, so it was perfect time and I'd actually missed uh, Kyogo's that Chance they missed, I didn't see that to have time, and that was a brilliant move, uh, passing movement, uh, and it would have been a brilliant goal for Skoda. But no, both the goals were brilliant. Uh, Kyogo's movement was fantastic, especially for the second goal, the way uh, Rat weaved the path in the box to bamboozle the Dundee defence. I thought he was terrific, he could have scored four, no uh, like over exaggeration, he really could have scored four goals in the first half, the two he scored. That one he put by the post and that one that uh, was cleared off the line. But no, I thought about it. 
his pass was great. It reminded me a goal, I think. Was it uh, Henrik scored against Hearts? Well, Mark Vaduka across that in. Or it was all the way around. One of them done that, and it was a sort of jump and touch finish. Like, Kyogo's first goal of the day. Do you remember that game? It was 5 nothing or something? It was the same game where Lugo, Lugo controlled the ball with his arse. Oh, no, was it Aberdeen, maybe? It may have been Aberdeen. I thought you're thinking of more the 4-2 win at Tynecastle in like April 99, maybe a couple of weeks before we played Rangers and lost 3-0 in that shame game. Maybe that one. Barry John Comedy's debut, it kind of reminded me of going that. No, I think it may have been an Aberdeen game. In fact, we beat them 7-0. Well, either Vuduka or Larson passed each other and it was sort of jumping type one-touch finish like Kyogo's. But no, it was a brilliant pass. And Ryan Christie was sensational for the second goal. We completely done the guy. Made a little an Egypt. And uh, it was a great pass. And I just... Kyogo's movement was fantastic. I mean, I know he's not technically a striker, they say, but his movement's definitely like a striker. And he's scored four goals in two games. And I predict that he'll probably get uh, no much protection off our wonderful referees and we saw how great they were again today. But no, he's going to just give teams absolute nightmares this season. And hopefully in a couple of weeks when we go to the home of the world's greatest football team who's sensational six game domestic unbeaten run or whatever it is came to an end at the weekend I think you'll give them an awful lot of problems I mean we still need to sort out the defence I'm not getting carried away yet but I thought it was great and yeah, I think people should be allowed to go overboard about how they like a play in the day I mean I know we usually try to calm it down and we are still got loads of work to do but not when you think of the draws we've had for the last over a year we go last season well, people should be allowed to think that Kyogo's going to be our next hero and hope for the fans and hopefully will be and I thought it was great. It was that type of performance John that I haven't been as blown away by a debut like that at Celtic Park since easy comparison to make but Shinsuke Nakamura against Dundee United Aye. everything Naka did that day you're just in awe, he did the simple things so well and so did Kyogo but... Can I just say I think Kyogo's was slightly better because no disrespect to the Japanese league <laughs> But he's he wasn't playing as high a standard as Naka. Naka was playing in Italy, and like I think Naka was just a better standard of football, and he wasn't a, like a guy who's going to probably be a first choice goal scorer, which Kyogo's going to be. So I think his job's like bigger than Naka's, and I mean he's off to a great start. But no, Naka's debut was brilliant eh, against Dundee United. I think he, did he set up the second goal for Beatty? I think he did. No, no, no. It was Sean Maloney. I was Sean Maloney. That was it. That was it. And Beatty's volley was a stunner. It was. That was it. Aye. That's it. Aye. I remember. Great guy, of course. Hate celebrating against Celtic. <laughs> I know. I know. But uh, no, it was. If it turns out to be half as good a player as Naka was for us, then it's going to be some player because I think Naka's underrated. I think he's not really talked about enough. But I think because of the way he left. Like he just his contract wasn't renewed at the end of a dismal season where we threw away the league. I think he's only been back once to Parkhead in all the years. And I, he shouldn't be forgotten because he was excellent. I mean, that free kit against Man U, that swerving goal and a half volley against Rangers, it was excellent. And hopefully Hugo's just as good. And the, I know it's early days, but the signs are he's going to be just brilliant for us. Well, I'll tell you who else was brilliant for us, John, if we can move on to Ryan Christie. Because last season, John, he worked us into a shoot. He worked the entire Celtic support <laughs> into a shoot. We couldn't wait to see the end of him. He worked himself into a shoot. He had about 600 of them. And then 
this season, what Angie's done with him, I mean, in three games, he's he's managed them better than what Lennon and Kennedy ever did last season. You're seeing a guy who is selfless. You're seeing a guy who's also direct. He's no dilly-dallying on the ball. He's actually moving it with purpose. And today, two amazing assists for Kyogo. The first ball in um, to make it 2-0. Fantastic. But that pass, John, to uh, set Kyogo up for his hat-trick, <laughs> utterly unreal. And if you've got a Ryan Christie, right, who's playing like that for us, you know, regardless of this contract situation, right, Rizzo, you want Christie in that team sheet, no matter what, alongside McGregor and Kyogo is the first names on it now, because he's given 100%, he's not just thinking, oh, I'm in it for myself, he's not thinking about his move elsewhere, you can tell he's focused right now on doing the best for the club, and his attitude's spot on, um, he's playing with a smile on his face, and, I mean, it's justified, isn't it, that he's he's got to be on that team sheet no matter what with his contract situation. That's irrelevant. What he's doing on the pitch now is the main thing for Celtic, and it's just brilliant to see. Right, now, before I go crazy over Christy, who was fantastic today, now, I can never remember this. His contract, when does it expire again? Uh, January the 1st, 2022. Right. That, that really was a bizarre deal to game. But no, no word to a lie. I think that's his... Maybe his best ever performance for Celtic today. I mean, I know the opposition wasn't it brilliant, but it was just all over the place. His passing was just fantastic. The way he saw the guy that was like the way he found space and had an understanding with Kyogo already and with Rogic as well. Don't forget, he done brilliant for Rogic's goal as well, where he made the right answer. Uh, that guy used to play for Thistle, Chris Elliott, uh, and laid the ball on a plate to him. No, like three assists, that is... I think even last season, when everybody was going on about how he was rubbish, and to be fair, he was poor, I think he still got something like 15 assists. So, he's always got that in, uh, in his game, and I really, really hope we get him to extend his contract. The fact that, I mean, he could leave us any time this month, but he's still contributing, he's still, like, turning into one of our best players, that obviously showed that he's buying into what I'm just talking about, so... That's a promising sign, maybe about his future, but I can understand why people wanted him to leave last season, but I think he was a bit harshly treated because nobody was good last season. Everybody deserves criticism for what happened last season. And yes, he did take too many shots and go, but don't forget he was told to do that by Lenny. Obviously, Ange says to him, don't take 20 shots a game. Do what you're good at, which is assists, in the main especially. And he's understanding with Kyogo already, after two games, is just superb. It's great. And I, I don't know. I think somebody will leave this month. I think it'll be either Eddie or Christie. And at this moment in time, I, would, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it'd be better probably for us if it was Eddie because we could reinvest the money. Maybe go and buy a different striker. But no, it'd be a real... After the way he started the season, it'd be a real blow, I think, if Christie ended up leaving this month. I mean... Would it be worth giving him a contract even just to the end of the season? Maybe. Because that's how, if he keeps this level of performance up, that's how influential he could be. Could help win as the league. But no, I really genuinely think that maybe his best ever performance for Celtic today. I know the opposition wasn't great, but he really was superb. He was brilliant. Better than his performance on the 3rd of August 2019 when we beat St. Johnson 7-0 and he scored three, well, two great goals and one fortunate one. Uh, aye, because... That was a Celtic team that wasn't sort of thrown together and no other players like knitted together just at the start of a cycle. That was a Celtic team that had won the last eight titles in a row. So 
no, under the circumstances, I think this was his best ever performance for Celtic. It was just I didn't think he had it in him this season. I thought I didn't think he'd ha- I didn't even think he'd play this season. I thought he'd maybe leave before the season started. Because like, he wasn't brilliant in the Euros, I don't know, maybe that's uh, pumped him up a bit. But or maybe it's just Ange having a word with him and saying, if you can contribute to us, help us win the league back, you'll get that move. And if he keeps playing the way he has, if he gets back his form a couple of seasons ago, then he will get that move to England that I think he wants. I mean, I kind of blame him for wanting to move to England. I mean, that is the big league. He's seen his pals like Robertson and Tierney get that move. He's not as good a player as him, but if he continues to perform the way he does for Celtic this season, if he signs a new contract, then a sort of mid-table Premier League team will take a chance on him and he'd make a lot more money. That's just the way football goes, but I really, really hope he signs a new contract. It'd be a big boost for us. It'd be good if we announced that this week. I, I seen a thing today that we are having talks with him. So I don't know. Hopefully they, hopefully he'll stay, but I don't know. I'm not sure if he will. What do you think? I still think he's going to go. I think that, as you say, John, it's the real world, money talks and everything. And if a team were like, say, Everton or even Aston Villa, John, well, you just talk to him seen his performance today and think, yeah, we could we could uh, use something like that. I mean, he would triple his wages down there and right away that's going to be the one thing that speaks loudest. And it's not just about footballers, it's in any job, isn't it? you got to, like any job at all, if your potential employer's often three times the money than you would get in your current place, then you're going to listen at least. So I'd imagine it might be towards the end of the month that we'll see him leaving. But I dearly hope I'm wrong, I dearly hope he signs a contract and Dearly hope that it leads Celtic to a title triumph this season because it was utterly, utterly brilliant today. Um, John, you touched on Ryan Christie setting up the goal for Rogic to make it 3-0. He also set up Kyogo, who completed his hat-trick. We saw Tony Ralston score again, another cracker. And then Edward rounded off the score with a pretty cool penalty. What was your thoughts in the second half then? I know, I mean, I was impressed again. I mean, that goal by Rogic at the start killed it off. And uh, it was great that Kyogo got his hat-trick because I think he was going to get subbed anyway. And uh, I was impressed because there was a lull of like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes where like nothing really happened. We just sort of kept possession. But then we upped the tempo again towards the end and Ralston, he's proven everybody wrong. I mean, his turnaround has been superb. I still worry about him defensively that when we come up against the better teams, you might not be the solution to the problems and he did make a mistake with one of the goals that Jablonic scored on night but going forward he's unbelievable that two brilliant goals <laughs> that goal I think that goal today was even better than the Hearts one because it was difficult with how he's back to go back to goal but he took his touches brilliant and gave the goalie no chance and I can't really believe it he deserves to be the first choice right back even if we do bring a right back in this week which I think we probably will I think Ralston deserves to keep his place in the team. I might change my mind when we play AZ and go to Ibrox, but he's been great and good on him. I mean, he's proved to be worth that contract and it's just an unbelievable turnaround. And well done to Eddie as well for his goal. I know that Abada wanted to take the penalty, but Eddie wasn't having that. It was good, another good run by Abada to, uh, to get on the end uh, the ball for the penalty. And he worked non-stop today. I thought he was really good. But I have to say, I, ha- I thought uh, David Tumble was good today. I know people have been critical of him. And he's not really started this season very well. But some of his passing was excellent. And 
if he can keep that level of performance up, then he will be the kind of player we all thought he was going to be because he was one of the only few that stood out last season. And I'll say it one more time, Dundee won the great. But when you think of this time last week when everybody was in a downer about Selic, and rightfully so, that's 10 goals in two games. We're ahead now with the greatest football team all the time on the table. And that's really all we can hope for now. I mean, this Celtic team is a lot in progress, as we say. But, I mean, if while we're getting players in, we can keep nip and tuck with the teams at the top of the league, if we don't lose too many good players and if we bring in all these players that I'm just hoping for, then we could go on and win the league. And that's probably more than I thought would do, would do this season. The signs are good. It's still early days. But after a ropey start, the signs are good. And well done to everybody at Celtic. I can't criticise them for once. It's a miracle. Yeah, clean sheet, high intensity, really, really aggressive pressing. And even today, John, you saw we had a corner cleared, Dundee went to break. It was 3-0 at the time, and you had three Celtic players swarming over the ball at the halfway line just to ensure that Dundee did get nowhere near us. I thought the the hunger was just it was so apparent. It was there for all to see, and you wouldn't have saw that last season. It would have been a lazy, half-hearted day. Uh, sort of press we would have done and we would have did something stupid and Dundee would have probably scored or something last season. There was none of that this season. I think, you know, remember when um, we had Ange on the mic uh, that we clip that Aye. Celtic put up and Ange once said we stop at half time, we stop at full time and that was apparent today because the intensity levels were just so impressive and yeah, we criticised the players' fitness in the first few games under Ange. It's not like Tynecastle or Midgetland, but it was far more improved today. And I think that's all down to John when you keep the ball more, like you saw today. I mean, our possession, seventy-five percent. So when you keep the ball more, um, and you're not chasing it all the time, then obviously your fitness is going. To, I mean, I'm talking basics here, right? But your fitness is going to be far superior. That's all Dundee did. They were chasing it constantly, and you could tell they were absolutely shattered after twenty minutes. And all we did was keep the ball, but we moved it with purpose. It wasn't a lazy sideways passing, constantly forward. And that's the only guys like Callum McGregor, who whenever he had the ball, he was looking to move forward with, with intent, with purpose. And that's what we need to see week in, week out for a Celtic team. Um, and that was a massive improvement in last season when it was just, you know, we were falling asleep after 20 minutes and it was a chore, wasn't it? Our, our observations would say, I mean, a clean sheet's going to help that defence. A clean sheet against Dundee now. It should be the bare minimum, but Aye. for that defence, and it's been more maligned than ever, that's a big thing for them. It's big for Joe Hart, who conceded maybe at fault for one of the goals during the week. That'll give him a boost. That's the level we're at now, where things like that are just bare minimum and we have to praise it. But you can't be negative about it. As you say, John, Celtic all round today, all over the pitch were excellent. The manager's lineup was spot on. The substitutions that he made were spot on because he kept that tempo and intensity up as well. Um, so I just need to now ask... Who would your man in the match be between, I'm going to assume it's Christie and Kyogo, but we're both going to have the same one, aren't we? I would imagine we're both going to go for Kyogo. Yeah. No, it was, it was brilliant. I mean, four goals in two games. I think an important thing about this season is that the new guys, especially in attack, have started well. I mean, still early days for Starfield, and he is really the attention-grabbing players, the attackers at the end. Well, Abada scored twice already, and Kyogo scored four times already, and I think for you get fans to buy into this new Ange project, and there has been a lot of scepticism, and you can understand why after just how ridiculous Celtic went on during the summer with that Eddie Howe chase. I think it was important that his signings have uh, got off to a good start, and they have, and especially Kyo, because we know that's a guy that he would have went for because he knows him for Japan. 
it's not like I think Abada was probably Celtic looking for him and their good pals, uh, the agents. I sorted that one. But fair, fair enough, because I think he's been excellent. He's only 19, and he'll get even better. But no, I mean, you can you know that Kyogo was a guy that was obviously somebody that Ange looked at and said, I want to get him in. I think he'll do a job for us. And so far, so good. I mean, I really think Celtic played, the day Celtic played better than they did at any time under last season. I mean, none of the performances last season matched that. Okay, that may have been to do with the fans, but I just think the the sort of the atmosphere at the club wasn't great ever since Lenny's came out with that interview after the French virus game and said all these players want to leave. I was sick of it. And then, of course, none of them left. And I think after that, our season was doomed, even though it wasn't really doomed until Rangers beat us 2 nothing, That was the season doomed. And I just couldn't see anything like that happening. I should think Andrew's too smart for that. I mean, I don't know, maybe behind closed doors, we'll be losing the plot about how sloth-like we've been in our transfer progress this summer. But no, it, it was a better performance than any last season. And Furuhashi was fantastic. And uh, I would definitely keep him in. I'd play him on Thursday, play him on Sunday. Just They would have been knackered, but anytime he's on the pitch, Celtic will score goals, and he's going to give defences a nightmare. So he was man in a match, and hopefully today was the first of many hat-tricks you can get this season. I mean, I just can see him, his movement especially, just destroying teams. So, uh, no, it looks good. I mean, it's just a pity that Really, we should, we should have won every game we've played so far this season. We should have... I said that to Spunkphone last week. We should have uh, beat Mitchell and twice, really, when you think of the chances we had. We should have beat Hearts if it hadn't been for a wrong decision by the linesman and that great, great uh, bit of refereeing by Brother Madden, even though we don't blame referees. But no, I mean, Ange has been a bit unlucky, but hopefully this week was uh, the week that changed. And... No, it was great. That's all you can say, really. And I think it'll be even better when the fans are back in number this week. There'll be, like, I think at least, I know there's going to be some empty seats still because of the regulations, but there'll be, I think, at least 50,000 there against Jablon, against Jablon and against Hearts and against Essex Month in two weeks. And I don't know, after that, when the day, the, I know there was a protest today outside the stadium, and understandable because the way Celica have been run uh, at times this last 18 months has been pretty terrible but no I mean I'm not going to say like get behind the get behind the team don't don't criticize no of course criticize what it's due but that performance today shows that the team should be backed and Ange if he can get the players in that he wants hopefully can build something special and I don't know maybe Dominic McKay did see something in him and his travels like I said at that press conference I was at so no oh no it was a, a good weekend and Selick and above Rangers in the table, which is where we should always be. And no, as I've said umpteen times, it's early days, but it's looking good. Definitely. So to summarise there, there will be tougher tests to come, John. Of course. Ange wanted to kickstart Celtic season. They've done that today, and you said that we're above Rangers, sorry, the greatest team of all time in Scottish football history in the league, and we are indeed. They suffered a 1 0 defeat at Tanadice yesterday. Fought Dundee United were brilliant. I actually watched that game and uh, get it up them. It was great to be <laughs> above them for once. We're going to take that. We're going to take that, John, because we didn't have enough to gloat about last season. So we will take this to now and hopefully we stay above them for months to come. Top of the table uh, is Hibs and Aberdeen and Hearts, who have now won two games each. Uh, Aberdeen won at Livingston today. 
actually, I actually just saw the before we started the highlights of that uh, Aberdeen game, and the winning goal was truly hilarious. The goalie managed to sort of bundle an easy shot over, over the line. But no, I know we don't really talk about our teams, but I think Hibs are actually playing no bad. I still don't think Jack Shit Ross is a brilliant manager. I don't want to be sealed to manager. But uh, no, I'm a bit surprised about Hearts because I thought they were absolutely dire against us last week. We should have beat them. But no, it's an interesting start to the season. It is a weird one. It must be a long time since like the big two teams, I was going to say Celtic and Aberdeen, but we know who we really mean, Celtic Rangers, have lost like, in the first two games of the season. I wonder when that happened the last time. must be for years. But I thought you were going to come up with a stat there and say, well, actually, this is the last time. But that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be fair because I just I just think we jumped that one on there. But no, it's been an interesting start to the season. I, I, I don't know if that break next week is going to really suit MD, taking a, playing a League Cup game on a Saturday, but no, it's another game, hopefully, that like a win to keep this momentum going, but no, after like what happened last week, this time last week, we were on crisis mode, and rightfully so, things are looking a lot better, and long may that continue. Well, John, I'm very surprised that you mentioned uh, lines at Livingston, where David Martindale was a manager, <laughs> but, seri- but seriously, drugs are out of order. Oh, he got booked, get... by the way, for uh, for ranting, and so did uh, Marvin Bartley. They both got booked. I think, I think, I think Bartley had a dispute with uh, noted Celtic legend Scott Brown. Well, thanks for the appreciation for my bit of Frank Lampard part of there, Jizo. It really <laughs> is great to have you back. So there we are, Celtic record the first league one of the season, and it's myself and Rizzo's first podcast of the season as well. John, ha- has it been as enjoyable for you as it has for me? I would say yes. I mean, it's actually an enjoyable podcast for the first time in a while because they'll. The last two we spunk phone were a bit grim, even though we won the other night. It wasn't a brilliant performance, but no, it's probably the most enjoyable performance of the gig pod era. I mean, can it get any better than that? Celtic being good on gig pod. Just, just wait until we beat Rangers. I mean, I'll be the greatest gig pod ever. Well, maybe that's too far. I believe when we do go to Ibrox and beat them as well, fingers crossed, you, me and spunk phone will be doing an in real life podcast as well, an extravaganza. Well, we won't be because he's going to be at a wedding or something, or he's going to, or in England or something, he's going to miss the game, he said, so. Christ, the leader of Gigpod HQ is falling to pieces, unlike Celtic though, who are just flying at the moment. We're back. We're back, yes. Fans are back, and so are Celtic, John. So, I'm Stevie, thanks a lot for listening. John, you can do your wonderful sign-off for the fans. Yep, thanks Stevie, and eh, uh... You know what to do by now. Leave us the usual five stars in the usual places, iTunes, the other podcast platforms. Leave your comments about how great we're. I know there's been some good ones so recently, so uh, keep them up as well. But no, it's finally good to see Celtic playing excellent football at the same time as we're recording a pod- podcast. It's a miracle. So thanks to Ange and the players for that. And we'll be back uh, soon with our next episode, probably after Jablonic. That'll probably be a mean spunk phone extravaganza. Is that correct, Stevie? Possibly will be, yes. But I will confirm and shove it out in the feed that I'll get spunk phone to say something truly hilarious, as he has been doing recently. <laughs> of course. Right, so we'll be back soon. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and hail, hail.
Social Podcast Network.